Cognitive Statistician with Alexander Schacht and Benjamin Pieske, the weekly podcast for statisticians in the health sector designed to improve your leadership skills, widen your business acumen and enhance your efficiency. In today's episode number one, we'll talk about how to work with a physician and pharma to become a valuable partner. This podcast is sponsored by PSI a global member organization dedicated to leading and promoting best practice and industry initiatives for statisticians. Learn more about upcoming events at psiweb.org. This is Benjamin Pieskes speaking from the podcast, The Effective Statistician. Um, today, we're talking about how to work with a physician within Pharma. And I'm here with my um, co-talker, Alexander. Hi, Alexander. Hi, Benjamin. Nice to speak again. Alexander, I think, um, as I said, we, we are today just discussing um, how to work with a, f a physician. And I think... This is this is something that uh, where you have a lot of experience with, a lot more than I do actually. So therefore, maybe um, you can quickly introduce what this is or where this is coming from, uh, the topic in itself, and maybe describe a little bit about how you worked in the past with a physician. Um, you know your first experience, your experience in general, and uh, a little bit um, about you know, how this is daily, on a daily basis um, going. And um, and maybe we can then start discussing and how this is different to my experience. Yeah. Okay. With, you know, interactions with physicians, I think is one of the key aspects of a statistician where we as statisticians can have a big influence uh, and impact on the work and see the, um, the relationship with the physicians, um, I think, for for statisticians that work within the pharma industry or specifically within the sponsors, very, very key. And maybe I, and today I really want to focus on speaking about the physician as a colleague, not the physician as a customer. So, of course, we have um, the physicians prescribe our therapies. Um, they, we work with them as uh, so-called key opinion leaders or thought leaders. Um, we write papers together with them, and, and there's, there's lots of other engagement with um, external physicians, so to say, so external to, to the pharma companies. Um, but today, I really want to focus on how we can work effectively um, with physicians within the pharma companies. And they, of course, have lots of different responsibilities. Uh, we write with, together with them uh, papers. We run the studies. Um, we prepare all kind of neg negotiations uh, with payers or with um, uh, other regulators. Um, so lots of the uh, interactions is between statisticians and physicians. Um, it's probably the first people that work on the study as well as the last people that work on the study for example to get together with the statistician obviously. yeah 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 <laughs> obviously together with the statistician so um that's why i think it's it's really such a key relationship for us as uh, biostatisticians 
But isn't is isn't a physician like a little bit of a statistician anyway? I remember that that in the medic, you know, at university, they usually have uh, part of their lessons is about statistics. Isn't this of great help for you know the all the relationship that we as a statistician have with them? Yes, yeah, that is of help. However, there's a lot of variation in terms of stats knowledge uh, between the different uh, physicians. Like you know, there's lots of variation about medical knowledge uh, among the statisticians. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> so, but, but you speak to a very, very interesting point. I think one of the key things to have a successful relationship, uh, a successful working relationship, is that you try to speak each other's language. And as the uh, physicians learn to speak stats, it's great that you learn to speak medic. So, so I think, um, and that was one of the, one of the key things that I learned over time is, is the more I, um, learn their terms, their, you know, their way of thinking, um, uh, the easier it becomes. And of course, you know, then you also have the, uh, the possibility to teach them about stats language. What is p value? Don't know how often I have explained that concept, but yeah, I'm probably not alone in that. Well, isn't this like a kind of a you know a, a, like a shared responsibility then that on the one side they you know we are asking them to learn what we are doing, and on the other hand um, we expect or they should expect us to learn what they are doing. Yeah, I think that is that for me is an ideal scenario. However, I think um, when I see across the industry, that ideal scenario is very often not reached. And I think that is for a variety of uh, reasons. Um, the first is, I think, um, when physicians come as, you know, um, into the industry, and maybe they were already very well established within their uh, medical society. So maybe they were head of a department or head of a clinic. And um, since they joined the industry, they actually have a very, very hard time at the beginning to, to uh, work in this very, very different culture. So... Uh, imagine you're, you know, you're a physician and you work in day in, day out in an emergency room setting um, where, you know, every minute or every second counts and what you do and has, has a direct impact. And um, so everything that you say and tell really needs to be followed. So, so it's, it's really kind of a crisis situation and, um, very quick decisions need to be made. And then these, there's no room for, you know, discussion or, you know, uh, lots of additional explanations. If you come from that setting and then you come into a study team where people push back and people want to know the background and people want to, you know, argue with you, it might feel very, very uh, different, or it probably will feel very, very different. And lots of physicians, I think, at the beginning, uh, struggle with this cultural change. So I think 
lots of physicians um, come them within to the, the industry and you know have this natural thing of thinking, okay, I'm the lead, I tell what it's done, and then you as a statistician, you go and implement. And um, so that is, I think, very often, you know, something that's quite naturally coming from them because, because they, that's how they have done their job in the past. And also, isn't it, well, it, it seems that people or physicians coming from hospitals might then also think rather on the short, short term, um, isn't it? I mean, then if they have a problem, if they have a patient, if they have a problem to solve, they need to solve it as soon as possible. I mean, in order to, for, let's say, surgery yeah. or yeah. You know, whatever um, the requirement is. However, if, if they work in pharma, they are about to plan a strategy for a product or for a study on a long term, so years in advance. So they have to plan more than just the next two weeks or how long it takes to, to, to get a patient um, well and up, up and running. But um, it might take years to get a product on the market or some. So there's some other aspects of the whole um, thinking that might be difficult or we, we might need to anticipate. And because it is the same for a statistician, the statistician is always um, is also, I mean, on the one side is asked to solve problems. I mean, we have data, we have, uh, we have a problem, we need, we need to get a result. However, if we work with a medic on the planning for a study, it is more than this. It's really like a partnership with the medic in understanding each other's um, thinking and each other's um, strategies in order to get the results in a two years, yeah, three yeah, years time. Exactly. So and and uh, as I said, you know, sometimes the physicians struggle to come into this kind of partnership mode. But likewise, I see many statisticians struggle to get into this partnership mode. Just maybe more from the opposite side. So, so you know, if um, I think as a, you know, as a function, as a, you know, the statisticians overall, um, we have a tendency to be rather introvert. And if we then kind of, yeah. uh, if you're more an introverted person and then you, then you, uh, need to work with maybe a very, very extroverted uh, physician that maybe has a little bit of a belief, kind of, you know, he knows it all. And, uh, well, it's for, he has treated these patients that, that you are developing a new therapy for. Um, then that might not lead to this partnership. You know, so it might lead to a situation where the uh, situation is just on the kind of receiving end or feels he's just on the receiving end and um, just implements what he's told to implement. And I think that's, that's not, a, you know, how you can have an impact as a statistician. Um, and what I want to see statistician doing is going into these kind of discussions and 
meetings with a mindset of playing on the same level. I think, and I think that is very, very, very important. Um, there both in this teamwork, you need to have all the different pieces. You need to have a very good statistician and you need to have a very good physician on the other hand. Of course, you, there's lots of other functions that we'll not speak about today, but, but I think if you work, uh, on a, on the same level, then you can really uh, drive the project forward in completely different ways. Um, another point that that I think is important is here to to really think about this as a partnership. Um, I remember one incident in earlier in my career where um, I went with a couple of other statisticians to lunch. And there was also this statistician that was uh, coming fresh out of university and he was hearing all the other kind of statisticians complaining about their medical counterparts. And in a discussion with him, he mentioned, well, yeah, I've learned a couple of things in the first weeks here in the farm industry. Um, one of the things is the physicians are the enemies. And I said, wow. Okay, uh, no, I think <laughs> only because lots of people are complaining about the physicians as counterparts doesn't mean that they are the enemies. <laughs> so, um, and, but, but I still, you know, this, that struck me really that, you know, even be, because there is this misunderstanding that can even be perceived in that negative ways hmm. well no they are definitely not their um our enemy enemies i mean as you said they are the partners and even though it might be difficult to get along with them for several reasons i agree that that the the success in any of the tasks that we have as a statistician is only there if we do work with a physician together And, um, well, I mean, I think sometimes, as, as I said, I think it might be sometimes that the, the history of the physician, so the career steps of the physician may be part of the reasons why they're acting as, you know, as if they were the boss or, uh, I mean, sometimes I experienced that they had, they were actually the budget holders. So in a way they were the boss because they could make decisions that, um, others couldn't like, especially not the statistician. And, um, nevertheless, I, I think in my, from my experience, it is always that the, the su success or the, the smoothest studies that we were running were if the medic was involving the statistician before making um, any decision or not, not any decision but any like relevant decision for example regarding protocol or uh, changes to the protocol or so i think this this the the partnership partnering with the statistician from the medic side was one well and and, and the vice versa obviously um is was one of the key experiences um which which led to successful and smooth um working on on studies in the past completely agree i think if there's a really good um relationship uh you can 
create something that is much bigger than if people work in isolation. Um, just as an example, um, when the data of the study are presented, it's sometimes really helpful if that is done by the physician and the statistician together. So um, I have very good experience with that, that you can then speak to the, let's say, medical specialities um, quite well because you have some medics there. But then uh, if it comes to the, the, let's say, the core data, then hand over to the uh, statistician and explain kind of <clears throat> where are the strengths and where are the limitations of the data. Because that is really where the statistician usually can speak much better to than, than, the, uh, than the medic. And you have a much better presentation with two presenters that can, you know, uh, throw the ball over to the other side, backwards and forwards, and have a much more lively uh, presentation than if you try to train the physician to speak about a stats methodology that he's not really familiar with. And what would you say is then a good strategy for convincing the medic um, to, for example, not do a decision or to not do this? I mean, there are some uh, the quite often reasons from a statistician, like let's say the data quality, the data, uh, or just, just the extent of the data that is available, that would lead the statistician to say, well, I wouldn't recommend to, you know, run the same in a, in a specific subgroup, for example, because. Um, but the medic would say, well, I mean, but this subgroup is the one that is the, the, the audience will be interested in. So we need to present something. So what is your strategy then to convince or to discuss um, the, the, the point or the issue with the medic? So... There's, I think there's two different strategies here. Uh, the first strategy that I've seen is that people say, um, really push for it in terms of that they say, uh, well, I'm the statistician on the study, so I have the, the ownership and I have, you know, this, this, this is my play field, so I will present that. That's one way of doing it. And sometimes it works. Um, what I found is works actually better is that you try to um, sell it more like uh, of helpful for, for, uh, for the physician as well. So, um, for example, you know, on the stat side to, to, you know, give him a couple of challenge questions and If you see that he is uncomfortable with that or, you know, that he um, gets awake about the answers, um, then just, well, what about if I present that? And you, you know, make the introduction and the conclusion and these kind of difficult parts, uh, the stats, stats heavy parts, I do present that. And then you're relieved from the pain to answer these kind of nagging questions um, that you're not fully prepared for. Um, so, so I think coming from this being helpful is usually uh, a better position. 
Um, of course, that gets you a little bit kind of in an inferior position, but over time, people will really acknowledge that. And um, I think that brings you in a, in a better position to come into this, you know, to present together, for example. But sometimes it also helps to be a little bit pushy. So <laughs> I've, I've seen that, for example, with um, first and senior authorships and publications, where very often there's this tendency that by default, the physician uh, or the physicians uh, take these positions. And sometimes it's really, you know, it's necessary to put a stake into the grounds and say, okay, the majority for this study or for this paper was actually done by uh, by the statistician, and therefore that statistician should be first or or, or last also on that. Hmm. Yeah, that is um, that is probably a topic that um, the pharma statistician is facing more often than, for example, the statisticians working in the CRO business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess so. No, but but on the um but but just one more thought on the um on working together with the with the um medic and and making decisions together what i also what i've also done in the past is to kind of provide the, the medic with data to support his ideas but not um to provide everything that he's asking for so kind of finding a compromise. For example, I mean, physicians love p-values. I mean, a p-value is a thing that they, you know, they have a p-value, so they have a, well, let's say, like a proof, so some kind of uh, uh, significance, and so they are happy with it. But sometimes the data doesn't doesn't allow to provide p-values. And um, I've had many discussions about p-values, providing p-values, not to provide p-values. And I think this is one of the things, for example, where you can find a good compromise saying, okay, this is the data. We provide the data. We show what it is. We can explain it, but we don't give a statistical significance with a p-value saying, you know, and now everyone, you know, kind of pro preventing the, the, the physicians to to prove to the world something which is not um, reliable from a statistician's point. Yeah, I, the p-value is actually a very, very uh, good point. So, so I think that is also where in this in this relationship you need to push back. You know, sometimes you really kind of need to uh, stand the ground and don't just do what, what you're told. So... <clears throat> As you speak about p-values, one thing is, for example, p-values for baseline tables for randomized studies. And of course, the physician will come with some kind of paper where there's for each uh, baseline covariate, like age and gender and pretreatment and uh, what have you, there's, there's a, there's a p-value. And they will say, well, yes, the other colleagues has done this as well. And we need to have these p-values in our paper as well. No, you don't. But um, then, you know, really explain it and explain him why it makes no sense and why 
it may be even perceived as being, um, yeah, as being unscientific. I think that is the that is the key key thing. So, so I completely agree. From time to time, you actually need to push back. The other thing that you said, I think, is also important to not just provide the tables and then think that job done, but provide the tables together with a good interpretation. But of course, for that, you need to really understand what the physician needs and to really need to translate it into his language. So I think for that initial listening for what is really the problem is really key. Yeah, I think this is what you mentioned before with, um, you know, trying to learn the language of a, st of a, of a physician and understanding what, where he's coming from. And um, so probably to sp before delivering any results or any interpretation of the re results to the physician, I think it's a good idea to always spend a lot of time with the physician to understand what he's looking for. Because um, just because there's a sentence in, in the SAP, let's say, or somewhere in an email asking you to provide this and this, it doesn't mean that you understand what the, the medic is asking you to do. This is sometimes completely two different languages, two different uh, meaning. So really about going back to, to a, a point um, you know, which is which is key in many, many things is really communication. So really get down with the with that person, um, talk to them, understand, maybe repeat whatever he's saying in your language. So to understand what, what, what that this is the same, um, this is the same or this has the same meaning as what, what he's asking for and um, provide to the physician what the statistician should do the data, the the outputs, the the results, and the interpretation for the medic, for the medic. Yeah, completely agree. It's really about early checking a common understanding, and sometimes you know, physicians may only be able to see it if you present them with a table, even with maybe fake numbers in it at the beginning or, you know, made up numbers just to get him a feeling for how that will look like because the vast majority of physicians I have worked with have really big trouble to, to read the SAP. Primarily because the SAP is not a document that is targeted towards uh, physicians. It's more targeted towards other statisticians or to, to uh, programmers. Um, so if you just provide them with a, you know, 50 or 500 word document uh, of specifications, you will not really understand it. So, so I think they're putting it to into a format that he can understand it and that he is used to will help a lot to clarify that uh, there's a common understanding of what needs to be done. And and if you provide the data to like the dummy data or shells to to the physician, explain it to him. Exercise explaining the results to the physician, because um, I mean, whatever you present in this output, I mean, if the medic doesn't understand, who else should understand it? 
I mean, these guys are clever. These guys are smart. So if you if you provide um, an explanation or an output to them without explanation or with the incorrect explanation and he doesn't understand, nobody else will understand the outputs except other statisticians. But I mean, other statisticians are not writing the clinical study report. Other statisticians are not writing the um, the publications or presenting the results. These are the physicians. So they need to understand what the, the statistician is trying to put into a table. Completely agree. I kind of think of it as the, the statistician explaining it to the study physician is kind of the first step of getting the results into the medical community. So if you think about it, you know, from that, it goes into the publication. It goes to key opinion leaders and you know, then it trickles down in the medical society. So if you fail to explain what these data actually mean in the first step, well, this whole cascade cannot work. So that is really, really important. Maybe one, one uh, idea of um, better understanding physicians is actually to have a, a physician as a mentor. Because that helps you to get a completely different view on the industry and also to um, get a better understanding of their way of thinking as well as a better understanding of, of their language. Mm, that's a good idea. I mean, if, if the setting is allowing for it. And uh, I think if you're working together with a, with a medic day to, you know, every day over months or years, I think this is a really good idea. Yeah. Completely agree. Okay, I think we are coming here to the end of, of our half an hour podcast already. Um, so thanks a lot for listening and talk to you next time. Yeah, talk to you next time. We thank PSI for sponsoring this show. Thanks for listening. Please visit theeffectivestatistician.com to find the show notes and learn more about our podcast to boost your career as a statistician in the health sector. If you enjoyed the show, please tell your colleagues about it. <laughs>